Folks, hello and welcome to Tavern Chat. I'm your host, Eric Tenkar, your bartender in the OSR, and uh, as my my once-a-week co-host pointed out to me earlier today, hey, it's like Wizards of the Coast wants to get on to, to the This Week in Gaming Stupid list. So, what's going on with Wizards of the Coast? Besides what we've talked about in the past, well, apparently, they have, this is from Wargamer, Wizards of the Coast removes racial alignments and lore from nine D&D books. All right. Now it's been full an article on Wizards' official Sage Advice blog on Monday, written by D&D lead rules designer Jeremy Crawford. The various changes in rulebook text have reportedly been made piecemeal over the past year and appear in recent printings of the affected books, as well as on D&D Beyond and in any other digital versions of the text from now on. So, what changes has uh, is this? Well, the article says that apparently um, the errata is, I guess, re mostly removing text, in some cases changing text. You know, the, the area known as Savage Frontiers, gone. Because can't have Savage. I guess Savage World is his own RPG by Pinnacle is okay. I don't think I don't expect them to be changing that name anytime soon. Um, they've taken out references to slavery and beholders believing that each beholder is the supreme beholder, and all other beholders are inferiors. I mean, this is literally. All over. It's on Bounding into Comics, which is of the coast, removes lore deemed problematic from Dungeons and Dragons. And uh, who else? Oh, well, uh, Bell of Lost Souls. Also, D&D, &D, Wizards of the Coast, new batch of errata, removes racial alignment and retcons drow or drow or however the fuck you pronounce that. So what does all this come down to? Well, well, it's interesting because there's a thread over on Reddit where, and I'll, I'll, I'll include links to all this on the uh, write-up of this uh, this piece, but there's removal of stuff from Beholders, Giants, Gnolls, Kobolds, Mind Flayers, Orcs, Yon T. Yonti got it long. It's says two huge paragraphs of material that went bye-bye. Uh, Wizards of the Coast is removing a lot of lore that they find problematic, and I've collected it here as I think it would be sad to lose, especially all that Yonti lore as I love the snacks. So, why am I pointing this out? It's Wizards of the Coast books, right? They can do whatever the fuck they want to do with it. They could make these. They could turn all these books into cookbooks for all, all it really matters, right? Because it's their IP. Yes, there will be people who will get upset, but here's the uh, the secret. All right. Anybody coming into the hobby will have no idea these things have been changed, right? They they're gonna come in, and their books, their their D and D Beyond, won't show any of this stuff. So this, I, I said before, and I will repeat this. I believe when d d gets relaunched for the 50th anniversary, when D&D &D gets rebirthed for 
the uh, D&D movie that's coming up, it's not going to be a new art, uh, game system. They're not going to change the rules. It's not going to be like going from 1E to 2E or 2E to 3 or 3.5 or 3.5 changing to 4 and 4 going to 5, which is a bit like 3. No. It's going to be, at worst, 5.5. It's probably going to be pretty much just 5E. But there's going to be things removed. And it's mostly going to be addition by subtraction. 5E is a hit. It works. But they're finding that there's stuff that upsets um, a vocal segment of the community. Whether it's the gaming community or not is irrelevant, right? There's a certain segment that, oh, my God, <clears throat> all orcs are evil. And if all orcs are evil and orcs are standing for insert race here, then you're saying no, no, orcs were never a standing. Okay. Um, beholders, right? Like, beholders can't be a racial evil anymore. I mean, you're taking this stuff away. This is a fantasy game. But you're taking it out because, again, there is a, a vocal portion of either the gaming community or the, or the community at large that states that they're upset with this stuff. So you remove it. And new players are never going to notice. They will have no idea what they're missing out on. Current players, you know what? A lot of them aren't going to notice. Why? Because their print books won't have changed. But if they're running stuff from, uh, what's it, D&D &D Beyond, all those files are changed, right? So now you're playing by the new updated version of whatever book. Stealth. They didn't announce these changes, a lot of the changes as they were doing them. Let's just do it. And if anybody notices, let me, oh yeah, we'll do it. We'll do an update at the end of the year. That's going to be what you're going to see. Excuse me, what you're going to see for the rebirth or the relaunch of DD, the system. The system is a hit. And they've already seen what happens with Pathfinder. Pathfinder went and changed the system. You change the system, you're going to lose players. You change the lore, eh, you might lose a few, but most won't know and you appease the loud voices. Again, this is Wizards of the Coast material. They can do with it as they want. I have a personal opinion on what they're doing. I think it's a time waster and it's foolish and it removes a lot of really flavorful lore. But maybe in the future they'll have something that can compensate for that. I don't know. I won't be reading it probably anyway. So again, it doesn't make a difference. But it's not for me. But here's what I find interesting. So now you have an earlier printing of the Player's Handbook, the Monster Manual, the DMG, uh, Volo's Guide to uh, I don't know, hiney holes or, or, or whatever we're talking about. You have the printing before the changes, right? You can't change a print book in the past. You can change it going forward. So new editions, new printings of these books will certainly have the new text. So now are the original texts collectible? The new ones certainly aren't, right? Because they're new. 
But if I have the original Munster Manual first print and it has these races with these descriptions and now you put it side by side with the new printing of the book, it's like, oh, wow, this is a difference. Now, are you almost artificially making a collector's market? I don't know. And are you forcing, not forcing people to buy the new books, right? But now it's like, well, we've updated these books. You should buy new ones. I suspect what we're going to see is new covers. We're going to see new covers. It's going to say, new updated player's handbook. New updated Dungeon Master's Guide. New updated Monster Manual. And these are all going to be re-releases. And that would be a wise way to do it, right? New printings Sell it, as, sell it as, as an updated version and maybe you make some extra sales from people who already bought the prior one. Don't kid yourself, okay? This is, it's, it's a money business. These decisions, even, listen, even those folks who are upset, including myself, who I don't like the, uh, the disclaimer that's on uh, drive-thru one, the legacy products, right? Um, that was done to appease a segment of Gaming, or least a segment of the community at large. But they didn't actually change any of the content in those cases. They are changing the content here. Now, why would that be? <clears throat> why aren't they going into the old products and saying, <clears throat> oh, well, we got to reach out and uh, rip rip out this description of, of orcs being evil, you know, or the original Yonti description, or Mind Flayers. Or, why aren't they going to go back and do that with the reprints? Because it takes work for very little return on investment. Again, what you're seeing here, what you are seeing with the five ebooks, I'm going to tell you right now, this is fitting right with what I was talking about, which is how they're going to relaunch D&D, but they're not going to change the system. They're going to change the fluff, but the crunch is going to remain 99% pure to what 5e players have been playing for the last, I don't know, how many years has 5e been out? Way too long. So, my only question is, is this now a collectible market? Even if it only means like, well, I had the original player's handbook, and now I can I can get, uh, it's beat up, and I can still get my original cover price for it because it has the original rules. Or I have my original uh, monster manual, and this has never been used. Hey, I can I can get double what I paid for it. I can get, you know, 80 bucks, 90 bucks for it because it's the original. It hasn't been uh well I I, I probably shouldn't say it's been care bared, but that's really what's happening to 5e. Does it personally affect me? No, I play OSR. Does it? Actually, to tell you the truth, I, I think that stuff like this is going to increase players that are going to get into that are introduced to gaming by 5e, and they're going to go, Oh, wow, I, I want something that has a little bit more teeth to it, whether it's Care Baron that you can't die, um, or making your adversaries, your the monsters, the evil creatures, no longer evil. Um, they'll find their way to other systems, and that might be Warhammer. Fantasy roleplay. It might be Swords of Wizardry. It might be Odric. It might be Hyperborea. There's so many choices of what it could be. But again, 5e is what's going to bring them in. And then I'll 
I'll be even more honest. You know, if you're bringing people into the hobby, do you want to make it an easy way in? Certainly. And maybe this is the easiest way to bring them in. Everything is, everything is sparkles. Everything is shiny. Everything is n not dangerous. And then they can get their feet wet, and those that want to explore more will find other types of RPGs. So, just, uh, I want to know if my old shit, my old shit, I want to know if my earlier 5e stuff is valuable. I have some that's actually signed. Go figure that one out. I don't even know how I did that. But I have some of the, I think my, uh, whatever the one, I have two copies of the Dragon's module. The early one, the Dragon Queen, whatever. One of them was signed. Wonder if it's worth money. Mm, maybe I should. Oh, no, no. Oh, so Christmas has enough good, good stuff going on. You probably don't need that. Um, folks, uh, if you look at the bottom of the screen, OSR Christmas over at tankcarstavern.com. Um, I am going, to, right after I record this, I'm going to uh, my local pub's Christmas party. Uh, and when I get back, I will be putting up a blog post. It should be day five of OSR Christmas. Hopefully, I will try. But there's a lot of other stuff going on. There's a lot of great deals at Humble Bundle. And uh, I wouldn't remind people, if you do go to Humble Bundle, if you can go through my link over at tankcarstavern.com, you'll support the tavern. But even if you don't, remember, it's a great way to get last-minute gaming gifts for people in your group. I should have mentioned that when we were talking about gifts for your GM. You can gift Humble Bundles. Not a bad deal. There's a... Uh, virtual map uh, deal right now that's up there. I think we went live earlier today. Um, these are great gifts that you can give out to people. Why not? Folks, as always, we are still in the midst of the world of COVID. What does that mean? It means use your common sense. All right? I'm not saying get vaccinated. I'm not saying no, don't get vaccinated. I'm not saying, uh, you know, wear a mask. I'm not saying don't wear a mask. I'm saying talk to a medical professional who knows whatever issues you might have with your health and be guided by their advice. That's all. Be safe. Be well. God bless. Roll those dice. Roll them well. And uh, I will be back tomorrow. Uh, let's get another video. Uh, that'll be a live stream tomorrow night, actually, with Glenn Halstrom and... Special guest, Hack and Slash, Courtney Campbell, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central. All right, folks. I thank you much. <laughs>